I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, the layperson's guide to enjoying music's benefits. In last week's episode, we talked about the magic and joy of Christmas music, and also the fact that some of us have an emotional response to the same music that is more bitter than sweet. The holiday season can certainly magnify grief and loneliness. Last week's episode touched on some redemptive ways to process the pain and discomfort that can be triggered by Christmas music. If you, as a listener today, are experiencing loss and pain this holiday season, or you know someone who is, and I imagine all of us fall into one or both of those categories, I hope that you'll find this week's episode encouraging and giving hope and redemption, even in life's tragedies and challenges. Joining us today from Nashville is Steven Seiler. Steve is an award-winning songwriter who has had over 500 of his songs recorded in the Christian, pop, and country markets. He is also a speaker, author, and founder and director of Music for the Soul. Through his Music for the Soul work, he has been called the father of the healing Christian music movement. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you so much for having me, Mindy. I was introduced to you by a listener, and I'm so glad I was, because the mission of Music for the Soul really resonated with me. It involves utilizing the power of music, and specifically the power of a song, to be an agent of healing for people dealing with trauma, grief, and other disruptive life events. Why don't we start by you explaining to listeners the mission of Music for the Soul and what the organization is all about? Well, Music for the Soul came about, uh, I I was working on a project for people who had experienced uh, sexual abuse, and I was uh, asked to perform a song called Innocent Child at uh, uh, an incest survivor conference. Mm -hmm. And when I finished playing Innocent Child, uh, you know, all weekend long, I'd, I'd been cautioned that the attendees of the conference, you know, uh, didn't like to be hugged by strangers, and especially the, the females didn't like to be hugged by men that they didn't know, which mm-hmm. made total sense to me. Uh, when I, and so I, I played this song, and I'm in a room full of uh, there's a 300 women in the room, and the, the chairs were set up in a circle around around the room, and the piano was in the middle. And as I began to play the song, uh, I've never passed out, Mindy, but I, I think I know what it feels like just before you do, because I, I just began to feel like I was almost unable to breathe as I felt the pain coming from around the room. And, and I, as I started to hear the tears of the people as they were listening to the lyrics, so I was taking these deep breaths and, and I felt like somebody was literally standing behind me, pressing down on my shoulders and when I finished, I, I just burst into messy, you know, slobbery tears and buried my face in my hands for several minutes. And, and when I when I finished crying and kind of pulled myself together and looked up, a line of women had lined up to, to hug me. Mm. And this one woman said to me, people have been telling me I was an innocent child my whole life, but I never believed it until I heard you sing it today. Yeah, and it was in that moment, I didn't realize it then. All I knew then was, what she just said is really important. (laughs) And and I need to think about that. But that I believe that was the seed that that was was planted, uh, that eventually became music for the soul, because I feel like what music for the soul is, 
is is me doing something about what that woman said to me on a wide variety of issues, providing music and songs that can help people hear things in a way that they might otherwise never hear them. Mm, yeah, there's a quote on your website that I w- found really intriguing. Uh, well, it was three quotes by renowned poets, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. um, and it had these quotes by these renowned poets that, well, the one by uh, Longfellow is, music is the universal language of mankind. Mm-hmm. And the other quotes kind of echoed that same sentiment. Right. You point out in the website how all of these were incredible poets, but they didn't share the opinion that poetry had this had this special power. It was the opinion that music had special power yes. for connecting yes. us and touching us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that really... Um, that really connected with me. And you point out a lot about how um, music can be a part of holistic healing. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not just poets that recognize its value. It's, you talk about, a lot about the science behind yes. that. Tell us yes. a little bit about that. Well, I find this fascinating because when I, when I started Music for the Soul, which was in 2001, I didn't know what I'm about to tell you. Mm, okay. <laughs> I started I started Music for the Soul simply because I had seen music's power to help people heal. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I understood it from an anecdotal perspective, you know, from having heard the stories, yeah. from having seen the response. But it turns out that the brain science actually explains why we uh, process language primarily in the left hemisphere of our brain. So when I'm talking to you, that's what you're using. You're using the left hemisphere of your brain to understand what I'm saying. But when we process melody, melody is processed in the right hemisphere of our brain. So when I sing to you, now not only am I engaging your left hemisphere, because the lyrics obviously are language, I'm also engaging your right hemisphere because melody is processed there so it's it's kind of i I call it an all skate it's like you know your whole your whole brain is in at that point Uh and the thing that's particularly fascinating in in uh, regard to the work we do is that trauma is processed and stored primarily in the right hemisphere of the brain so when you just speak to somebody about about their trauma you you run the risk of hitting a wall. You know, we all put up walls of, of denial to, mm. to protect ourselves from things that hurt. Mm-hmm. And I've had therapists tell me that our, our songs fast track uh, therapy and create much quicker breakthrough for people mm-hmm. because the songs have a way of seeping through the cracks in those walls, getting to the heart softening and opening it up so we can lay that message of healing and hope in there. Mm-hmm. And then when you add the fact that melody is a memory device, now you have a nine times better chance that people will remember the message than if you just told them. Ooh, yeah, that that is really powerful. Now, the mm-hmm. therapists that you talk to who have had this really phenomenal, uh, the results from using mm-hmm. music, is that with them um, working with musicians and non-musicians alike? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is just working with regular clientele. As a matter of fact, I got a, a email or a text of, I guess it's a couple months ago now, from a lady who works primarily with folks who've had uh, dissociative experiences. Do you know what that means in therapy, where you literally split your personality to, to be able to not feel something? Oh, okay. So, and she said that the, uh, we have a song called Shame Died. And she said that when she played this, this song for this lady, she had a reintegration of her personality. 
Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, I'm not a professional therapist, but I I do know that that's a, you know, that's a a way that people protect themselves uh, and and to to understand that, that a song could get in deep enough to help somebody restore their their uh, and reintegrate their personalities is just incredible to me. I would have had no idea until I was told that <laughs> that, sure, that our yeah. songs could even do that. So yeah, it's very yeah. very very exciting. Yes, definitely. There's another quote on your site that kind of captures that idea. Words make you think a thought. Music makes you feel a feeling. Mm-hmm. A song makes you feel a thought. Yes, yes. That's Harburg. He was the, the lyricist for Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard oh, really? of Oz. Yeah, oh. yeah. He's a classic lyricist. So uh, mm. I took note when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool. So you, it sounds like you work with therapists in mm-hmm. terms of music for the soul. I know mm-hmm. you also have a lot of resources on your website, books, mm-hmm. songs that can be purchased. You mm-hmm. also speak at conferences. What are all sure. the ways that you uh, kind of spread this power of, of healing through music? Well, naturally, the, the, the neat thing about uh, this day and age is that a song on the Internet can reach clear across the globe. Mm-hmm. And it's always exciting to me when I you know, see an order from, you know, Bolivia or from New Zealand or from wherever, you know, and Mm -hmm. I haven't even left my house, you know, Mm that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool that our music can do that. And the other thing that I note is that a lot of our orders come in in the middle of the night. So I know that when people are at the end of their rope and they don't know, they don't know where to turn. I, I, it really blesses me that we're there 24 seven all around the world. And, and we also, even though naturally we need people to purchase things in order to, to keep going, we do make everything at our website stream. So I don't want, I don't want lack of, of money to keep anybody from getting the help they need. And if they come to our site and they need to listen to a, a song about any topic that they're going struggling with, they can do that instantly. So that, mm. you know, I think that's, that's what's neat about the Internet. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of home concerts. Um, you know, when people will invite me, uh, sometimes it's a therapist, sometimes it's a pastor, sometimes it's just somebody like yourself who loves music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we'll come in and we'll do what I call an, e- an evening of healing songs and stories. And I, I will let the host or hostess uh, kind of determine what the theme of the evening will be and where oh. we'll put our focus. Okay. Uh, yeah. So and, you know, I get invited to conferences. The American Association of Christian Counselors just held their conference uh-huh. recently. We've been there you know, 10 or 12 years now, every two, every other year they do a conference in, uh, in Nashville. Okay. So, you know, uh, basically, uh, I, you know, we, we get, we do radio, uh, we do television, our new, our new piece, uh, before we said hello has in the last month we've been on combined 30 television and radio programs. Mm. So we'll go anywhere we're invited pretty much because okay. obviously this is not, what we're doing is not, it's not widely understood, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, I, I'm reminded of Dick Clark's old program when he would ask people, you know, what they thought of songs. And they'd say, it's got a great beat. and You could dance to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, the, and then, you know, we've got jingles. We sing about beer and toilet bowl cleanser. And, you know, we use music for all sorts of things in this culture. But I don't think the average person has yet really grasped an understanding of its, of its power to heal. Mm. And so, you know, any chance I get the opportunity to share about that, uh, I'm always excited to do so. And that's why I'm so grateful to be talking with you now. Sure. Yeah. No, those different ways of of presenting, like the home 
concert, mm-hmm. I guess is what, how you called it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the home concert. So if somebody was interested in doing something like that, or if they want to hear you on the radio, they want to watch something on TV that's featuring mm-hmm. music for the soul, how mm-hmm. would you recommend that they uh, find out where they can hear the, or view those things? Uh, well, if I was a little bit better at keeping the admin on our site current, they could do it there. <laughs> <laughs> You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, since, like you said, we've had 30 things in the last month, I think I've managed to get three of them on the website so far. Okay. But, but, you know, that's 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 a good problem, Mindy. Sure. I mean, if, if we're sure. having to catch up, that's a good problem. Yeah. But, of course, in the world of Google and stuff, if you search, you know, we're search for Music for the Soul and our, our song titles or our topics, a lot of those uh, interviews will pop up on their yeah. own okay. online as well. So, yeah. Okay. Which is neat. Yeah, and if if listeners want to go to the website, it's www.musicforthesoul.org, and you mm-hmm. also have a Facebook page. I'll include sure. links to both of those in the show notes. And so people know at our homepage, because you, you might think, well, how do I know whether there's anything for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, on our homepage, there's a search by topic list. Mm-hmm. So you can literally check the, the topics you're interested in and click search and all the songs and, and projects that pertain to that issue or include a song pertaining to that issue will just pop up on that page and then you can look at them individually. Mm-hmm. Now, you do cover topics, too, that aren't necessarily on that list. Yeah, the thing the thing about songs is, you know, I, we know when we're doing a song, we're, we're writing it for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'll, let me give you this is amazing to me. The very first project we did taught me from the very beginning that just because I think a song is about something doesn't necessarily mean it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me yeah. let me explain. Our first project was for families dealing with uh, breast cancer. Okay. And, and so we had written this song and it was called More Beautiful. And, and it, the perspective of it was the husband or the boyfriend saying to the woman, even though you're going through this breast cancer event, no one has ever been more beautiful to me. That mm-hmm. was the, you know, the courage of the person and, uh-huh. and the person acknowledging, uh, acknowledging that, the inner mm-hmm. beauty. And so we put the song out and the very first letter I got about More Beautiful was not from a breast cancer survivor. It was from somebody who had throat surgery. And she lived in Lancaster, California. As your listeners may know, that's kind of a hot place. Uh, You know, in the summertime, it's like 100 degrees there. It's it's just a very, very hot place. And this woman had been wearing turtlenecks year-round to cover the scar on her neck. And she said, I heard More Beautiful, and I threw my turtlenecks away. That's awesome. And, and so it's like I learned right then and there that we, you know, we're a ministry of faith that we always pray that God will make our songs uh, able to reach the people that, that God has in mind. Mm, and sure. so so we do the research and we aim at a target, but knowing that we're going to hit other targets we're not aiming at. Mm-hmm. And so our goal is to create things that have a broad appeal and that speak deeper truth. Mm-hmm. So that regardless of, of, you know, whatever your particular issue happens to be, my hope would be that in every song you hear of ours, that there's something that you can resonate with. Mm-hmm. So you do have that list of topics, but basically I read somewhere on your site, nothing's off limits. I mean, some of the topics that you include uh, resources for, which may or may not be included in that list, are miscarriage and loss of a child, substance mm-hmm. abuse and addiction, fear and anxiety, Alzheimer's body image, mm-hmm. eating disorders, suicide, yes. and, and mm-hmm. a lot more too. And like you said, some resources that you 
intended to be speaking to a certain audience can speak to other audiences as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like to say that there's, there's nothing that we won't sing about. Okay. Uh, and, and I think, I think people, people will ask me, you know, like for example, with somebody's daughter, I was asked a lot of times, well, how do you write songs about pornography? And and I said, the songs aren't about pornography. The songs are about shame and guilt Mm. and denial and broken relationships and, Mm. you know, and anger and fear. And the Mm -hmm. the songs are about all the all the issues that that create the circumstance where somebody would reach out for uh, something like that as Mm. as an alternative to true relationship and true intimacy. Mm, So it's like, you know, it's interesting to me that, you know, that people will think that the songs are going to be, you know, know, specifically about things in that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we might mention the topic, but it's, it's like I said, that all of us experience shame, all Mm -hmm. of us experience fear and guilt and anger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking about emotions that are just part of the lived human experience. Mm -hmm. When you are asked to do the home conference, the home Mm -hmm. concerts, is that typically for a group of people who's kind of experienced a certain challenge together? Like maybe they all are experiencing leukemia or they're all Mm -hmm. adopting a child or Mm -hmm. they all have loved ones who have committed suicide. Is that typically the situation? I would say often it is. Often, you know, like with our Drink Deep project for people who are grieving a loss, you know, I'll get invited in to to come in and just sing through the the grief songs. Mm, Um, uh, I've been invited to to come and do something just for people who've been abuse victims. Mm. Um, uh, But my favorite kind of evening to do is really to, uh, you know, to to have a theme in mind but to basically take the temperature of the people in the room mm-hmm. and, and and be open to zigging or zagging as as the as the mood indicates, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to lighten things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes you can really feel like okay that we've struck a deep vein here and we need to stay here, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I like about the home concert setting is usually you're talking about an audience of you know fifteen twenty people, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I like to be able to look everybody in the eye. Uh, you know, to really make that connection. It's way different than, I mean, I've, I've had the, the, you know, I guess the pleasure or the experience of playing in a, you know, in major uh, venues where the audience is just a black void. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've enjoyed that experience, but I much prefer something that's, that's up close and personal. More intimate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Now, how many of these concerts and radio and TV appearances do you do and how many do your artist your partnering artists do i know there's a lot huge roster of artists that you partner with and we're going to be hearing from one of them at the end of the show Mm -hmm. well as as you know i think of myself first and foremost as a songwriter so i'm the most happy when the people who are truly gifted to be singers and communicators uh are out there Mm-hmm. Uh, you just referred to a young lady named Becky Nordquist who's, who's sung our new piece mm-hmm. and she's a phenomenal singer and she has a, a wonderful heart and when she sings the songs you you feel it from your toes to the top of your head you know mm-hmm. and she has that gift and if she wants to go for the notes she can actually get there you know <laughs> what I mean so I mean you know I will say this when when I'm doing the, doing my musical presentations you you can tell that I mean it 
<laughs> but I, I'm not going to compete with, you know, Sandy Patty or, mm-hmm. or you know, Michael O'Brien or some of these people who have these incredible okay. voices, you know sure. what I mean? So it's always exciting for me when, when mm-hmm. uh, artists are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Lionel Harris or not, but he's a marvelous mm-hmm. singer and he's mm-hmm. sung for us several times. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he worked on a project that we did called Mercy Great Enough for People Who Have... Uh, regret or remorse over an abortion in their past mm-hmm. and um he rec- you know we were in the studio recorded the song and when we finished up he, he said is it all right if i sing this uh, song when i visit uh, women in the prisons mm-hmm. and you know, i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> you know like go please yeah. <laughs> you know so it's always exciting to me when artists you know like something they've recorded with us enough that they want to go out and share it with their audiences that's yeah. a, that's a that's a super duper blessing yeah. So the the songs that are recording with you are specifically for music for the soul. Yes. Oh. Yes. So you'll yes. write the lyrics for something that's targeting a very specific situ well, not necessarily specific. You'll write the lyrics and then they'll mm-hmm. uh record a song or well, what, write what, a song? What happens is we no, we do the music as well. When we when we bring an artist in uh, we're usually bringing in somebody to sing a song because I feel like their voice is the voice we need to convey the message of the song the most effectively. Mm. Oh, okay. Every once in a while, we will write with actual recording artists who then, of course, you know, it's assumed that they will go ahead and incorporate those songs. But oh. that's an ex- that's the exception, not the rule. Okay. okay. The project, I, I like to say with our catalog that the listener is the celebrity. The listener is the star. The listener mm. is, who's, is who it's a, about. Mm. Um, that's why so many of our singers are people who are studio professional studio singers. Mm-hmm. People hear their voices all the time, just don't realize they do. Yeah. Uh, but I bring those people in and let them solo on our stuff because that way the listener isn't going, Oh, that's, you know, famous mm. person. That's famous sure. person. So-and-so singing sure. about me. Yeah. I want them to hear the song and go, Oh my gosh, that's me. Mm-hmm. They're ta- they're talking about me, and not and the singer can be a great voice, but but won't get in the way because the person's not thinking about the celebrity piece. Sure, sure, yeah, neat. I ask all my guests to give listeners what I call an improv, which is a try this at home, a hack, an experiment that will enhance listeners' lives with music. Mm-hmm. Do you have a recommendation today for listeners? Well, people tell me a lot that our songs, um, you know music and put put into music uh, things that they could never quite say mm. and it's, i've actually had people call it expressing the inexpressible somebody said that i thought that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and and i would encourage your listeners to either find or just maybe even think about songs they already know two or three songs that articulate a truth or a deep emotion for them in a way that that just makes it so perfectly clear and true but in a way that they might not ever have been able to say for themselves mm. you know so something that captures that that, that they that they feel it inside this is me this is real this is my truth mm-hmm. you know i th- i think that's what great songs do mm-hmm. and so uh i would hope that your listeners could find a, a couple of songs that would help them to feel truly known and understood mm-hmm. you know i like to, i like to say that one of the things we hope our, our ministry does is help people not feel alone. So they hear a song and they go, wow, if somebody else could say that, oh, then yeah. it's, it's not just me. Sure. And, and I would hope that they would feel that way, know that there are others who know how they feel. Mm-hmm. And as a person of faith, I would hope that they would know that God knows how they feel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and instrumental music can do that too. 
I'll tell you, when I need a good cry, I'll tell you what I do. I put on Appalachian Spring, oh. and, and I lay down in my office and turn out the lights and close my eyes and just let that thing break my heart. Wow. <laughs> and it does it, does well, it every single time. a nice long song, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and Ra- any, any score by Randy Newman from his earlier career, like Awakenings or... Oh, or yeah, he's got several that will just he, the, that bittersweet piece. So mm. you know, it can be it can be lyrics, it can be instrumental. But wow. uh, and then if you're feeling courageous, once you found a couple things, I mean, I would to me this is a party I would go to, where four or five of my closest friends each brought a couple of three songs that really spoke to them, oh. and then we could share our songs and and talk about how they made us feel and why. I think that would be a, the coolest party ever. Sure. Yeah, that'd be pretty powerful. <laughs> it would. It would. There'd be laughter and tears. But yeah, yeah. Well, before we close things out, I just have to tell you, you're in Nashville. I love Nashville. I've only been there a couple times, but mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I guess anyone who loves music is going to love Nashville because there's mm-hmm. music references everywhere, from street signs to the mm-hmm. bike racks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was so delightful, and I have to say, I especially enjoy, enjoyed the food. The food uh-huh, uh-huh. was amazing. Good. And if I had to pick a last supper, like a last meal, <laughs> it would be the lamb shanks at Merchant's Restaurant. <laughs> okay. I'll have to try those. I haven't had those. Yeah. You know, uh, I went the second time I was in Nashville was almost a year ago. And I specifically looked up their menu and it wasn't on there anymore. So I called them and I said, do you still have this on your menu? And they didn't. So I don't know if it's a seasonal thing or not, but it mm-hmm. was fantastic. It was so rich that it was like eating a meal and dessert all in one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, I went back the very next night and got the exact same meal because it was my last night there. <laughs> well, that's an endorsement for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, hopefully they'll bring it back on the menu. I might have to make a special trip there just for that if they do. <laughs> Well, I also have all my guests close out our conversation with a musical ending. I call it a coda by sharing a song or a story about a moment that music enhanced your life. Tell us a little bit about the song that you're going to be sharing with us today. Well, before we said hello, uh, I was working at a conference and I was in the sales booth all by myself. And this lady came up and she picked up a uh, our our drink deep piece which is actually packaged in a sympathy card and she was looking at it and she just looked up looked at me straight in the eye and started talking about her miscarriages mm. and i was so obviously so moved by that and when she when she walked away i had to process what she'd shared mm. uh and i i sat down I, tu- I turned my back to the conference and got out a lyric pad and i wrote the lyric to before we said hello right then and there on the spot and shortly thereafter, I was doing one of our home concerts in Michigan, and I met a lady named Becky Nordquist, and it turned out that her story included miscarriage and also the stillbirth of a son named Nicholas. And uh, her friend was standing next to her, and she said, oh, well, you know, Becky's a great singer. And, of course, I didn't know if that was true or not, but I said, why don't you send me something, and, you know, then we can talk later. And she sent me a, a sound file of a song that she'd recorded. And in fact, she was a great singer. I was so delighted to discover that that was absolutely true. And so I I sent her before we said hello, and I asked her if she would consider singing it. 
And not only did she say yes and wind up singing it, uh, it wound up turning into a full project. So Before We Said Hello is a song, and it's also a devotional book. And there's a second song called Heaven's Playground that I wrote with Becky. Um, so the project has just just come out uh, mid-October. and We've gotten such amazing responses. This is such an invisible grief that so many uh, couples carry. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping this project will raise awareness and, and help people learn how to respond when they know somebody who's going through this. We were so excited. What anticipation. We prepared a place for you inside our hearts. Oh, how you
Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. That song is available on musicforthesoul.org. You can also find a Before We Said Hello devotional journal on that site that comes with a free download of the songs Before We Said Hello and Heaven's Playground. If you are experiencing loss and pain this holiday season, know that you are not alone. If you happen to be listening to this in the middle of the night and could really use a word or song of hope and encouragement, musicforthesoul.org is available any time of day or night, and you can take comfort in knowing that someone else is most likely on the site at the same time as you, whether they are also up in the middle of the night or just live in some other part of the world in another time zone. This episode is releasing on December 10 right in the thick of the holiday season. If you still have Christmas shopping to do, as I do, or would enjoy a little treat for yourself, as I would, Schmidt Music has a final December gift card giveaway for one of you listeners. To be entered into a $50 gift card drawing, simply share Enhanced Life with Music podcast on Facebook or Instagram or write a review in whatever podcast app you use. Email a screenshot of your share or review to mindy at mpetersonmusic.com by the end of the day this Sunday, December 15, to be entered in the drawing. Schmidt is a music store headquartered here in the Twin Cities with stores in seven states. They are absolutely phenomenal at enhancing lives with music and at giving back to the communities they're in. I recently found out about a pilot program Schmidt has going on where they are providing orchestra instruments for families in financial need in one of the school districts in the area. Schmidt does not broadcast these programs, but as a consumer, I like to know when companies are giving back and investing in their local communities and I like to throw my support behind them. If you are thinking about buying an instrument in time for Christmas, Schmidt does have its biggest band and orchestra instrument sale of the year coming up this Saturday, December 14. You can visit their website for more information, schmidtmusic.com. I'll also include a link in the show notes, which can be found at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast slash episode 20. Thank you so much for listening today, for sharing the show, and for sharing your tips on how you enhance life with music. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review in whatever podcatcher you use, and tell a friend. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.